classes in a row i don't even think i did I even respond to you i don't even think i did my bad no. so sorry about how that dare you how dare you yeah please so anyway take a breather we're gonna reset here we go ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the only wrestling talk show here on the worldwide sports radio network and we are now on bodyslam.net this is off the mat i'm josh silverberg alex Lowe's is out this week he will be back next week i got one half of my crew here that's Mr. Lyle Gillen. How you doing, sir? I am doing wonderful. And let's correct that statement. I am your crew, sir. I am I mean, the crew. I have I mean, Alex I, I was your OG crew. Yes, that's fair. I mean, Alex. I am your crew. I mean, Alex did create the show, so that was like you know that's kind of fit. He created it for you and I. <laughs> what are you saying? He created. He created it as a gift to you and I. I mean, you came on a few months later. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Shush. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, and by the way, before we end the show today, we, we're obviously Super Bowl weekend. We are get, we have to give Super Bowl predictions. It, it's it's mandated. We have to. Everybody's doing it. So we're going to do that before the end of the show. Um, if you are gambling this weekend, please bet responsibly. Um, I know I will be, but I'm going to do it responsibly. Um, so we will have those predictions on before the show because everybody and their mother is going to be watching the Super Bowl and so on. And so it should be a great game. I'm excited about it. Um, rooting hard for the Bengals. I think everybody in America is pretty much. Um, I'm stuck. You know, I really want Stafford to get a Super Bowl. But at the same time, I really want the Bengals to win. I'm okay with either one. Um, who do I think will win? I think the Rams are going to win. But who do I want to win? I want the Bengals to win. Um, I'm rooting for the Bengals because I want um, Sean Ross Sapp to get to go and see his team win the Super Bowl, and I think that would be uh, an awesome thing. But I, I, I just I love think jo- the Rams will win. I just love Joe Burrow, man. I love Joe B. Joe Cool. Uh, I do too. I love Burrow. Um, after everything Stafford went through in Detroit, he deserves a Super Bowl. That's fine. But I love Joe Burrow, and I and I think this Bengals story is a great story. It's an amazing story. It is, yes. It's an unbelievable story. And it's amazing how, you know, and like I said, we'll get to it before the end of the show, but I love the fact that for any NFL team, obviously, you know, we're both Jet fans, that feel... Don't remind me. That feel like things are impossible. The Cincinnati Bengals turned it around in literally a year. A year. 
where Zach Taylor was threatening to be fired. And, uh-huh. it was and Brian Flores was paid to lose games. Yeah. But he didn't take it. God almighty. If Stephen Ross is still the owner of the Dolphins before the season, the whole NFL is a sham. That was, you know what I'm that was really bad. No, oh, you don't even have to get me started. Mike McGainers was what a weird press conference that was. But we'll get to all that a little bit later before the end of the show. And of course, don't forget to tune into Weapons Hot. It's going to be coming up right after us here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. CJ, Kevin Jackson, and JJ, Jimmy Jardine, I'm sure breaking down the Super Bowl, all that stuff. So definitely tune in for that. But we'll give our predictions. Lauk, someone gave it, but we'll do score. You know, that before it's, we have to. It's Super Bowl weekend. It's the it's the biggest event, so we'll get to all that. But there's a lot to get to. With I know we're on later tonight. Um, next week we'll be on at five thirty. Alex will be back. So Alex and Lyle, barring my traffic situation, we'll start the show. Um, we'll we'll start the show, and then I will I will come into the show um, whenever I get here. Um, and everything that. But Alex and Lyle will start it, and then I will get in to the show whenever I get back. But um, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk AEW. We're going to talk Nick Gage and the contract. Uh, there's a lot to digest in such little time. But I know Lyle wasn't here last week. Alex and, and I, we both gave our opinions on the Royal Rumble. And if you didn't hear the Royal Rumble opinions, we'll get to it. But before I let Lyle do that and take the floor, what you do is for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network is you download our app. Uh, type in WWSRN on the Apple Store. If you have an iPhone, if you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. You type in Worldwide Sports. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. We're all over the place. You can check out our show articles, our articles from, from different writers, our show schedules, all the things that you might have missed from the show, whether it's a clip or you want to rewatch an episode. You can certainly do that on there, too. If you're driving, listen to the audio feed. You can also hear it on your smart speakers as well. We're all over the place. We're Network.com and on Bodyslam.net, who we're now new partners with. So check them out as well. They do great stuff with the sources, Cassidy Ains, and everything like that. And, of course, Errol Marks, both of them have, have made this great partnership. And we're both so excited. And, and all three of us here off the mat. And we think for both sides are going to do really well when it comes to this partnership. And, and we're both very, very excited about it. We can't wait. Um, so I wanted to get that in, of course, and then also check out our, our, our website off the at the off the mat wrestling website, which is on our Twitter page as well. You can check out everything on there from pay per view schedules to past clips to uh, guest appearances that are coming up. We're gonna get to we'll, we'll get to all that. Alex does a great job with that. He works really hard with it. So continue that. But I will let. Lyle have the floor now. After if you didn't hear my comment last week about the Royal Rumble, I called it. The worst Royal Rumble I've ever watched, and I've seen a lot of bad Rumbles. That was the worst. Go back and listen to it. Speedy tagged it let, uh, the other day. It's on the World Wrestling Sports Network app. Um, never did that. And Alex called it awful. I gave it maybe a two or three out of ten. And that's what I gave it. I was um, really honest with it. So, so was- okay. The... Pay-per-view itself on Cage Match, last time I looked, was rated at a 2.5 out of 10, which is really bad. Um, but no, let's get to my opinions on this show. I thought it was dog crap. I thought it was horrible. It was awful. Now, it started off good. The first match, it was going great. I loved what they did with Seth. When he came out in the Shield entrance in the Shield attire, put some head games on Roman. I loved that. And then they had the DQ finish. 
And then from there, it just kept going more and more downhill. And I, we all knew Roman was going to walk away with the title. He wasn't losing this up. But the way that he won, it's just, I think everybody is very drained when it comes to DQ finishes in WWE. Every single pay-per-view has multiple matches that are DQ. And I don't know if it's because in other promotions, you rarely see that, especially in big shows like a pay-per-view, major pay-per-view, you don't see it as often. It's not done as often because the pay-per-view is meant to end storylines It's or move on, and they don't do that as often. Now, following that, on the Women's Royal Rumble, I thought that was terrible. Mainly my problems with that match were the issues with booking. I didn't really have much of an issue with other, other aspects of it, but certain eliminations just really didn't make sense to me. Um, my two biggest problems with that entire match was, one, why did uh, Liv Morgan get eliminated by the Bella Twins? I thought that was horrible. And the other thing which I can't understand, and I, I, I'm not going to be able to grasp my head around it, is why would, in what logical sense would Bianca Belair try and save Ronda Rousey? Why? That doesn't make sense to me at all. Why would, you, when you're one of the final three women in the Rumble, why would you try and stop somebody who Ronda Rousey is going to get, who's one of the best in their division from getting eliminated? Wouldn't you want that? Let her get eliminated, and then you're one of the final two. I just can't grasp the logic behind that decision. Um, I thought that was terrible, and that left a bad taste in my mouth even going to the finish, just because it, I thought it was stupid. I thought it was stupid. And then for commentary to point it out, I thought that was even stupider. Um, I thought, the, honestly, I, f- I forgot about the uh, Edge match completely. I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't even care about it. I thought it was very mediocre. Um, I think that could have been one of the worst matches Edge has had since he came back. Um, the Brock Lesnar match, I thought was awful. Um, and let's be honest, it's not a dream match. That's not a dream match, and it never will be. Um, it's two guys that have potential to put on a good match. That's it. But you have guys like Danielson and Okada, and that's a dream match. You have AJ Styles and Omega, that's a dream match. Not Brock Lesnar and uh, uh, Bobby Lashley. That's not. And that's how they kind of booked it. Everyone hyped it up themselves to become something bigger than it ever was going to be. And that's what happened. It it ended up being crap. It was five, six minutes of just suplexes from both of them. It was bad. I think I even said that to you, Josh, before the match. I hope this isn't just going to be like a quick seven-minute bullcrap match. That's exactly what it ended up being. Um, And I thought the finish was really bad, too. I... It's the same thing from earlier. Everyone's just tired of having these lousy finishes on pay-per-views during major matches. It's just... It's not what 
should be happening. It's not what everyone wants to see. And the, the men's rumble, it was just god-awful. Again, with booking issues, and we later found out everything with Shane McMahon. You have all the um, issues on why was the New Day coming out not together and not getting in the ring? There were so many instances of guys are coming out there not lined up with other people. We found out that Randy Orton had his number switched with uh, with a chain. Um, yes. And it was supposed to have Orton and Riddle out there for a little bit, and, and then Randy was going to get eliminated after Shane came out, and it happened all weird. It, it was just really bad. It, was really, it felt like on TV, the entire show was all over the place, and it wasn't good. It wasn't organized. It felt like they had no end game plan, and now we find out that that's true. That the only plan they had ahead of time was Brock Lesnar versus Roman, and then Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte was actually something that just, they just came up with a week before the pay per view. That's what the show felt like watching. That's what it was. It was not good. That's a problem with this company. They never have a plan. Anytime they do have a plan, some old man in a desk, hint, hint, rips it up and comes up with something crap again. He's going to change five minutes before the show. It. They don't have a, ever have a direction. They don't even know where they're going to go with the WWE Championship right now. It's just, the company is not in a good way. And I don't mean that from a business standpoint. Because from a business standpoint, they're doing phenomenal. And that's why their product is so horrible. Because they don't care. The only thing they care about is what can make them more money. And the product they're putting out there in the wrestling category is garbage. And they still make money on everything else. Most of it is from Saudi Arabia. And the Peacock deal, which, by the way, Peacock lost billions of dollars this, this year. I wonder where they lost that money to. Maybe giving it to the WWE. Because they don't really have any good amount of subscribers. If, if they did, they wouldn't have lost billions of dollars. I just, um, I think they're, do, they're doing a great job making money. But I think that's proof as why they don't care about the product. And they don't have a direction to go in, and why the rumble was so bad is just they don't care anymore. So can I? Can I? I can. Can I rebuttal now on just one of the topics on one of the things you said? I, I, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Okay. And we talked about this, you and I, on Twitter, and it was just Lyle and I. If you know us, we just have car. We we don't you know. There's no nastiness. It's just we have conversations because we're both wrestling fans. And to me, we have you know our new. One of our new bosses, Cassidy Haynes, came on two weeks ago. And he basically said if they let Brock and Bobby... Yeah, it was two weeks ago because last week you weren't on. Yes, you're right. Yes. If Brock and Bobby were allowed to do what they can do, instead of just suplexes, the match would be a good match. Unfortunately, they don't have the control of that. As far as it being a dream match, I mean, look, yes. Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, Kazuchika Okada, Brian Danielson. Keep rambling off the list. I'll, you know, you can name a bunch. Yes, those are dream matches. But with what you have on your roster and with the, the credibility and the background that these two have c- combined, you look at the... 
the historics of what these two have, uh, the accolades that these two have in their careers, out, forget even in WWE, outside of WWE, that does set up for a, it's considered a lot of, in mine, and including mine, it was a dream match of mine. I've wanted this match for years. And for years like, like I said, I think people overhyped it for themselves. I, I don't think it was ever going to, it was ever on that list of dream, dream match. And that's your opinion on it. And again, I, listen, I have a lot of dream matches too. To me, that was one of, now, when you said the, the, the what'd you call me on the tw- uh, simple minded or whatever it was or something minded. I didn't call you that. Yeah. You saw it and took it that way. Yes. Well, I mean, because I was one of those people that you were referencing. You know, and to me, uh, I don't think that that's fair to say something of that nature when when you look at the two of them in the background combined. Lashley and, 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 and Brock combined have done more outside of wrestling than any of the guys we've mentioned have been able to accomplish outside of wrestling. I mean, those guys, Brock Lesnar was the best UFC what, fighter on the planet. What, what are they doing, though? What are they doing? Are they playing football? Are they playing, uh, they're doing UFC? What, what are they doing? Well, again, that leads back to the creativity of the guy in charge. Tony Khan no, no, lets no, no, these no, guys... No, 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 that's not, that's not my question. What are they doing? You said that, you could say that they were doing most achievements that people outside of wrestling. Okay, but what are they doing? What do you what? mean? UFC? MMA? No, 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 no. What were they doing when they faced each other? Oh, they were wrestling. Exactly. So none of that other stuff matters. matters I understand that, but at the same time, how can somebody have a voice and explain what they want to do when the guy that's in charge doesn't let them do what they want to do? I mean, you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about a guy that had. It's like that in, in work too. Uh, oh, are there some lessons you want to do that you probably can't do because you have to do your curriculum? I here's the deal. You're talking about a guy that had AJ Styles for Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania, and it was an absolute dud. That's a reference. That's a reference. Because you look at the whole thing. And again, Cassidy Haynes came on our show two weeks ago and he said... He's not wrong. I'm, I'm just How can saying. these guys do what they want to do if they are not able to be allowed to do it because they're handcuffed? No. Oh, no. Yeah, well, we all know they're handcuffed. He's not wrong. Like, But knowing that information and what we expect, wouldn't that prove that all it would ever be is suplexes? Of course. And then a couple of it's not going to be anything anything good. Like we we all know that like you kind of admitted it, it was never gonna happen. So but that doesn't it, mean it, it can't never be a dream match. Mine's a dream match. That that's that, that to me I don't think that that's fair. Because in any other promotion, that's a dream match. I mean if if they wrestled in UFC, the two of them, that'd be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? I mean it's just they're, they're unfortunately they're handcuffed. It was a match I've wanted to see for years. There are very few guys in the business of wrestling that want to really work with Brock. They don't really want to work with him because they're one, they're afraid they're going to get pushed over, and two, they're afraid to fight him in the ring because of things that have happened in the past with unsafe stuff. Bobby Lashley had the balls to say, I. What difference it means that I want to fight Brock Lesnar? God bless him for saying that, by the way. Because somebody had the kahunas to tell Vince, I want to fight Brock. Because there ain't many people that want to do that. I can tell you that. Okay? And that's where I give Bobby Lashley 
a ton of credit. Because the thing about Bobby is he has the same background as Brock. And they should have made it more of a UFC-style match. Unfortunately, Vince McMahon did not do that. That's the way they should have done it. It should have been more UFC-style, ground like and pound. Like what AEW did with uh, Hager? Is that what you mean? Somewhat, a little bit. So, like, like in the steel cage and everything? That would have been better. Well, the difference is because Wardlow is not a MMA fighter, so it was kind of tougher. You have two guys that can legitimately do a MMA fight that know the background and style of how it is ran. Hager I, I don't in the match. I don't think. But Vince would never do work. that. No, I don't think it would ever work in a shoot way. That's the thing. Not, not that, but I mean, you look in the past, they've done. I mean, when Ken Shamrock was here, they used to do Lions Den matches all the time. He did a Lions Den match with Owen Hart. He did it with Steve Blackman. So to me, and those matches were good matches. And Owen Hart didn't have any MMA background, and those matches were good matches. So to me, I mean, to me, it's it's worked in the past. I think the thing about the Hager match was Warlow doesn't have a background in MMA, so it's kind of. It's harder. It's more challenging. Bobby was really good in in MMA, and Brock was the best on the planet at one point. How many losses did he actually have? I think he only had a handful. He let me let me tell you something. He won a championship. He I know um, he did. He won in his third match. He won the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, (laughs) which is as impressive as it gets. Um, listen, go ask CM Punk how hard it is to be in MMA. He got his ass kicked in his first fight. And he quit. <laughs> no, he quit. He, he he didn't quit. Um, I think Dana White kind of told him he wasn't going to fight again. Well, can you blame him after that first match? He was no, the off. second match they did it to him. It was. He had it, two it, two matches. It didn't, it didn't go well. Regardless, I think, I think now technically he actually did get a win. I think someone got one of them got overturned for doping. Yeah, but then that, that's a sham win, then. Hey! A win's a win! Oh, my God. Okay. When I look at it, they had an opportunity to really... And by the way, really quick, um, with Brock... Now, I understand the whole dis- disqualification thing is not ideal. It's It stinks. I mean, I'm... All right. I mean, like, I'm looking at Brock's career. Dude, he beat Randy Couture in... Three minutes, and he knocked, he knocked out Frank Muir. Those are two legends in UFC. He knocked out Randy Couture in his, third, in his fourth fight ever in UFC. <laughs> and then he beat the crap out of Frank Muir. <laughs> I mean, like, and Bobby was no slouch in MMA with Bellator and stuff. So, like, this was an opportunity that I really... Oh, God, Snug's talking. Oh, jeez. He wrote, oh, my God, it's Lyle. Well, what are you describing his never-ending give and take? Or fourth ever fight, he beat Randy Couture. And he beat the crap out of Frank Muir. He did. That's why I used, to, I used to love, I used to play the UFC video games on, like, PlayStation. I used to always beat Brock. I used to just throw punches all the time, and he used to always knock people out. Because <laughs> they gave Brock, like, a power of, like, a 9 or a 10 in the, in the, in the game. Tony Khan... Had the reinforced that he actually 
Tony screwed him screwed up too. He was like, I said the Forbidden Door thing on Friday, but I didn't get the commitment from Jay White till Sunday. So I didn't even know what my words were, which is hysterical. But to me, I found out I found it interesting that when it comes to the whole situation, um with Jay White, it's gonna be interesting. It really seems like Adam Cole is because the thing is Kyle Riley had a had a baby. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be out for a little bit which kind of waters down the rivalry a little bit with the Young Bucks, but they'll come back because you have to remember it. It hasn't aligned what because Matt Jackson had COVID, but uh, Red Dragon was fighting. Then the Young Bucks came back, and Kyle Riley had a baby. So it's kind of like it will get there at some point. It just – they haven't aligned yet. Their scheduling and everything hasn't aligned yet. It happens. That's the so way. So where do you think that ends up going? Because I think it's going to be, um, I think they can do bloody guts with Kenny and the Bucks versus Cole, O'Reilly Fish versus God and Jay White. That would be ideal booking. I mean, God is an impact right now. But Tomatanga said he has no contract. Yeah. So they could bring them in. Sure. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, Dave Meltzer did report that he was hoping Omega would be back by Revolution, but now it's not looking that way. Um, and, and double or nothing with that match, that would be insane. That would be awesome. I think that would be as ideal booking as you could possibly get. You know, to me, I mean, the this was, to me, this was the best Dynamite in a while. It was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Because the and, last few... But I want to criticize to, um, them in one aspect. What did you... What were you most interested in tuning in for? What was the one thing majority of people... No, I know. ...decided to tune, tune in for? It was the Forbidden Door thing, but I think yes, but that was the funny thing. That, that, for the most part, overtook the fact that they had a world title match on the show. Yes, and, but what's and funny is... And that is not good. They should not have done that. They should have had that match separately. Do so you think it took steam away? I think that that show should have been billed to be about the um the, that main event and save it for next week the Forbidden Door thing. Yeah, that's fair. No, I agree with you. What's funny is, and again, as I said, Tony Khan he got the he got the Forbidden Door thing wrong. He didn't he didn't have the commitment from Jay till Sunday, and he said on Friday that he was going to have the guy from the Forbidden Door go through. Can you imagine if the guy, if Jay White didn't come through? <laughs> the whole thing happened. Like, I, I assumed it was a slip-up from the beginning, because it didn't make sense. Uh, it was a fantastic dynamite. It's the best one in a Ky- long time. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly, in an interview, I think it was on Oral Sessions, he said that um, towards the end in WWE, they wanted to focus on guys being not pro wrestlers. And he told them, well... I am a pro wrestler and I want to be a pro wrestler. And I think that is the best way to describe the differences between not only NAC 2.0 and AEW, but AEW and all of WWE. People in the WWE umbrella are made to be entertainers, not a professional wrestler. Because like Cassie said a couple weeks ago, like you brought it up, they can't do what they want to do. And then you go look at AEW, they're given the freedom to be a professional wrestler. They're actually called what they actually are there. It's a big difference between the two companies, and 
I like that quote from him. What I felt was really, you know, what really hooked me this week, and, and we we'll get to the world title match, and we'll get to the, you know, we talked about Jay White. Man, Keith Lee looked freaking good. He did. I mean, Keith freak. I mean, and when WWE released him, I said they're making a massive mistake, massive mistake, because to me, he has all the talent in the world. And if you look at his old promos that he used to do in the indie scene, they were really good. The problem is they made him in WWE read off a script mm-hmm. where his, pro- his old promos on the indie scene were more natural. That's the I thing with, with everybody there. You could go look at a lot of guys who went from um, WWE to another, comp- another company and their promos got better because like AEW does, they do bulletins, you know, you gotta say X, Y, and Z, but they don't give them an entire script to do. It, he looked happy too. Although I am going to miss his old theme in NXT. That theme was sick. That was very, very, very good. That was very good. awesome, dude. <laughs> that, nothing's going to top that theme. To me, I think he fits AEW perfectly because what he also is is a nice veteran presence for big guys that have agility, ability, no matter what the size is of the of the wrestler, and by the way, the girl that MJF I think was making out with was, that was his girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, that was his girlfriend. So yeah, that makes all sense. That would be a lawsuit in twenty twenty two if uh, oh, yeah, 100%. that was just some random girl. But it was on his hat, or some girl really wanted to get some, and she just hopped right on it. Yeah, I, it I was mean, one to, of the two. To me, um, I mean, I think Revolution is where the Punk MJF thing is gonna culminate. Um, it's gonna, it's going to happen there. I think that's where you're gonna see Wardlow turn on MJF at that point, and that's gonna start a feud. Um, Honestly, Wardlow should have been his partner. You, you know what, though, I think they want to save it for the pay per view. I, I, I think that's right, but you know, and again, I, I, that, it, was, it, that would have been great if it was. We're used to AEW letting things as they say simmer, letting it get to the point where okay, now we know when to let it pop off. You know what I'm saying? Like let it happen, let the rivalry go. And we will then get to where, you know, we know it's the right place and time for that certain thing to happen. Um, Like, let's be real here. Adam Cole came out at, um, at all, what is it? All, all out. Um, And you're thinking, that's it. That's a surprise. Boom. Done game over. Danielson's not debuting tonight. That's a buzzkill. And then Danielson comes out like five minutes later. I and it's like, that was perfect. Like, that's perfect. Like, you do it that way. Because everybody was expecting, okay, Adam Cole's here. He's going to turn on, you know, he's going to go against Omega because of what happened on VTE and the Bucks. And then two minutes later, Danielson comes out and just takes all the steam away from Adam Cole. Like, that was, to me, genius. And that's great booking. So when you do it that way, I think it works. But I do want to get to, and, and I know you want to bring something up in a few minutes, so we'll, we'll get to your point. I want to talk about the World Championship match. And Alex did text us something very interesting that an average of Hangman's last four matches is an average star rating of 4.9, which is very accurate in my eyes. From what I've seen from him in the ring and his matches from Omega to Danielson. He needs to be on the uh, show more often, though. The arch, this was a great match. I thought it was lovely. I, 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 I didn't like the, obviously, the Texas Death match in Atlantic City doesn't make any sense, but neither here nor there. I think it does. Why? Hey, they happen all the time in Atlantic City. What, Texas Death Matches? 
Well, just a deathmatch. Well, deathmatch. There you go. Yeah, but they really, I don't think they could, I mean, you know. Same, same stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it was. Like, just Texas in front of it. And clearly you're seeing at Revolution, Adam Cole is going to be the next contender for Hangman um, for the AW Heavyweight Championship. And I do think Hangman needs to definitely be wrestling more weekly. Um, not for the title, because even how many times did Kenny Omega wrestle on weekly television, but not defend the title? Always. Wrestled in a lot of um, tag matches. matches, yes. Which is fine. He's got yeah. the Dark Order and those guys, but it... They haven't been on very much either. That's And that's the problem with this stacked roster now, is guys I don't think it's a problem getting physical be, be there with him. I think there's something else going on. I think just we haven't they haven't really showed their colors or showed their cards with where they're going. I think they're gonna try and use it as a way for them to try and lure him back into the elite. Because hey, where'd they go? Where are they now? Yeah. You know, more of your life we have been your friends. Come back. I think that's yeah, but I, I think Cole, obviously Cole and, and Hangman that that will be the match of revolution. It'll be a great match. Um I will say this that that belt looks like a like a triple XL on Adam Cole when he held it, I'm not <laughs> you. I mean that thing. I mean it, it, it didn't look like it. It honestly didn't look right with him holding it. Like they need to get a smaller size for him. It just didn't. It looked. I'm not saying it to be funny. I'm saying it looked weird. Like it looked like it was double the size of him when he held it. It really did. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, damn, that belt is huge on him. That's like, it's like me trying on a triple. He's not six foot like how they built him to be in WWE. <laughs> I mean, but it was like, I still that time I was like, wow. I mean, like, I feel like that was a running it. joke. That it was, know, but at the same no, time, no, no, in like, WWE, that that was a running joke. Like, they were, that was a rib. They were ribbing him by saying that he was six foot. But I mean, like, when you look at it, and it's so true though. Like, not that he's going to win the title because I don't think he's going. I think it's going to be MJF that eventually beats Hangman for the belt. Like, no, I think it's going to be Adam Cole. If it's Cole, it's Cole. I mean, but if Cole was belt, then you gotta get a. It's a good number. They don't like to do quick changes with the title. They don't, but um, Cole's the right move, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Hangman's doing a killer job right now, though. So to me, I think he's doing really well. I I think he's been really solid. I love Hangman. He's one of my favorites. I love Hangman. Me too. He's he's earned this. But I know you said you wanted to bring something up, so go. Yes. Okay. So. Drum roll, please. Okay, so... Didn't even give me a chance to do a drum roll. Just like you texted me and then didn't even give me a chance to answer the text. You called me right away, but go on. <laughs> um, on, uh, on the Pat McAfee show, Seth Rollins was asked the question, what he thinks the... What is his Mount Rushmore? Love Pat. And, and he asked the question, which one? Top yeah, I know, I heard him say it. Or... Top talent. So I want your opinion. I want your top four drawers and top four talent. And I'll give mine. As in, like, talent today? No, in general. It's Mount well, Rushmore. It's forever. All right, of all time. But I assume I'd put Sting up there. No, okay, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm going to clarify. I want both of your. Um, not just top talent. I want Mount Rushmore for top talent and Mount Rushmore for your best drawers. Like the best, like the best wrestlers that can draw. Okay, you ex- phrase it for me. You do, you go yours first. No, no, no. I want you go first. I want you go. No, because I need to. I need to understand the question. That's the thing. I'm trying to understand the it, question. The people, you know, Mount Rushmore for wrestlers who drew the most money, 
and your Mount Rushmore for top talent in ring. So it's got to be a, com- a combined. No, separate. separate, separate. Okay. Same way Seth Rollins did it. I'd say Ric Flair. For which one? Probably for I would say for drawing. Okay. I'd say Ric Flair for drawing. The Rock for drawing, hundred percent. Hulk Hogan definitely for drawing. I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, it was Hulkamania in the United States for heaven's sake. Fourth one's hard because there's so many like from the history books. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't even just do from like. I think it's obvious, but if you if you think it's someone else, I could say drawing wise. I get John Cena. I guess could be one. John, I think he's just so mainstream right now. Like everybody knows who he is. He went the rock route. He went to Hollywood. Yeah. And everybody now knows who he is. Like, okay, um, I'll give. I'll give my top four of best drawers. My uh, Mount Rushmore. Um, it's very close to yours. Um, Rock, Hogan, Cena, and Stone Cold. Okay. Um, I I think that uh, now as good as Ric Flair was. I don't think NWA was getting as much buzz as WWF did in his time. Oh, no, but he was Mr. Wrestling, though. Oh, yeah, no no doubt. And, but, he, and the thing is, at the time, I don't want to judge you, but the, the territories, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was 100% Mr. Money, Mr. Wrestling, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wrestling but yeah. I, um, I don't know. You I can say Bruno San Martino, too, if you want to. You can say you, Bruno you San can, Martino. Yeah, you can put him in. Yeah. Um, so and I want to go with your uh, top four. This is where it's going to get fun. The top four. So my personal top four talent all time. Uh, Mount Rushmore. So my four favorites of all. Mount Rushmore. It's two single are the best. Oh, man. Probably I would say Bret Hart is one. Bret Hart dealt with a lot of crap. <laughs> That's for sure. Literally. See, I want to be so biased and say Sting, but I know it's like... I, like uh, I mean, Sting did everything for WCW. Like, he was WCW through the good and the bad. Like, that's just the facts. He was. Uh, Goldberg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I think we could go on to a little past 6.50, though. They don't go on to 6.55, the guys. Sure, that's fine. God, man, you threw this up. You threw me a curveball. Man, yeah, like, no, you did on purpose. I didn't want to say anything. Oh, I mean, like, oh, I just got home from work. I come and sit down. It's like, hey, what's your mouth rush more wrestling? If I put Sting on there, it's going to be silly because it's just not factually true. Whatever, I mean, you, whatever your Mount Rushmore is for top four talent, that's what Mount Rushmore is. What you think? Are so you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Four, I'm going to separate. I'm going to separate my favorites from the most talented that I've ever seen. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to separate the two categories. I'm going to, okay. you know, because okay. I have my favorites, and then there's talented. So one, I would say Bret Hart. Okay. Easily. I mean, he has the greatest opening match of all time in WrestleMania history with his brother Owen. And that's bar none. Oh, Snug, that's a good one. I like Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko's a good one. Wow, that's a good one. It's a really good one. Ah, number two, I would say Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, talent-wise, well, to me, even at the older age, and he looks like a guy that's had like 50 beers under his belly, um, still could go. Um, now he's on a cooking show, as funny as that is. Uh, <laughs> AJ Styles. AJ Styles to me is somebody that I've watched for. I watched AJ Styles when he was in TNA. <laughs> That's how far back I go with him. Who did I say so far? Hart. I said AJ. 
Jericho. No, Snug, not Mick Foley. Stop. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I love Mick, though, but no. You know what? I got it. I was going to say Shawn Michaels. Was going to. But I'm not going to deny how uber talented Kurt Angle was. I mean, Kurt Angle was so freaking good. Because Kurt Angle was able to take pro-pro wrestling and turn it into entertainment wrestling. And doing that is extraordinarily hard to do. So to me, those those would be... And Mr. Perfect was good, too. I like Mr. Perfect. Okay. So, there is no Mount Rushmore for top four talent from Bell to Bell. I cannot have Kenta Kobashi and Misawa on that list. They're the two best of all time. Oh, brother. Did you look this up beforehand? Before the Absolutely show? not. Absolutely no. not. Um, and then, and this is where it gets tricky for me. You could say Antonio Inoki, too. I, w- I would put him in more in the draw category. That's fair. Giant Baba. I love that smug. <laughs> I would say Okada. Okay. And this is where it gets hard because there is two people that I cannot decide which one would go in four. I'm going to go based off the cage match rankings as a list of proof for... See, that's crap. I didn't uh, even have a source. I just named them off the top of my head right when I got them from work. That's... Um, well, I, I, I look at it all the time. I, I look at the list all the time. He he has, like... I think he has the most most of his matches that are on there in the, on the first page. It's Kenny Omega. Like, people want to sit there, cry, bitch, and moan about Kenny Omega. Like, does either you're intelligent and know how good he is, or you're a moron and think he's dead. I wanted to say Kenny, but the thing was, I didn't want to be too mainstream. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I don't think Kenny Omega's mainstream. The people that hate him don't even watch it, and they just hate him because, because they want to suck up to uh, Jim, Jim Cornette. Um, I didn't want to see Kenny because that's, that's my opinion. I, I mean, that could be people that do watch him and don't like him. I'm saying the majority of people who hate Kenny Omega don't actually watch Kenny Omega. I, mean, I love watching Bret Hart when I was younger, man. Well, think about this way. Think about what Kenny Omega did with with Danielson. And he had a bad shoulder. Snug goes, well, I'm a moron and I still know Kenny Omega is good. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, At least he admits it. I mean, so before we go, GCW had the exclusive contract that that we want to talk about a little bit. Um, Oh, yes. Shut up, Snug, with the time. Get a grip on life, would you? It's their first ever exclusive contract. And it's also... Brett said probably their last. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is GCW. Yeah. He is. I mean, they were going to literally have their biggest show in the history of the company, and he almost didn't show up. Like, if you even, like, read it, like, if you've read about it on all the different sources online, like, that was the thing. No, it's not about that. It's it's, it's other sources that were online. Because Gage had an interview. Nick Gage actually had an interview about it. Like, he actually said... Why won't you be on the... And he actually said in an interview, you have to ask the man in charge. So, that was, you know... No, it's not about that, though. Don't worry. I I got this. Relax, bossy pants. All right? Well, can I change my name on here? What? To, to dumbass? I mean, you certainly can. Wait, I mean, no cursing. <laughs> <laughs> to bossy pants. To I don't know if I can. can do not, it's, not a good, it's not a good quality. Leave it at that. All right. We're at the t- end of the show. Um, I don't know if we were on Body Slam. I know this episode will air on Body Slam, I'm sure. Um, I don't think we got, I don't know if we were on live or not. Um, if not, we'll definitely be, like I said, so next week, 
Um, Alex will be back. Alex and Lyle are going to start at five thirty. Um, and I will, make, I will I will make my way in whenever I possibly can get in to the show. And then the final week, I will be here for the full five thirty to seven. So I will be on the you know because uh, we're off for a week for President's Week. Love being a teacher. We're off for President's Week. Well, summer off. Yeah, we get that too. It's great. Um, wait, where is your new job? Queens, though. Still in Queens. Oh, you're actually at like an actual school now. DOE. Why did you want to work in the city again? Why don't you try to get to be on Long Island? I don't think you realize how hard it is to get a teaching job on Long Island. Right I'm now. not a teacher, so I wouldn't know. It's a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> when I try to apply, and there's 400 other applicants that are applying for the same job that have 15 years of experience in the city, I'm out. Sorry, you've only been to DOE for a month. You're out. <laughs> You're out. But let's get to our finishing real quick, then we'll get our prediction for the Super Bowl. Go for it, Surely. Um, I'm going to say my finishing move is that I really cannot wait to see. And now I'm just bullshitting because he caught me off guard, too, about how what my finishing move is because I thought we were going to do the uh, other thing that we just did in place of that. You go first. What do you think? My finishing move is pretty much about where wrestling is today as a whole. And. To me, I think it's just expanding more and more every single day. You're hearing new different things. GCW is slowly becoming that big powerhouse promotion now. You're seeing every single week. And then if you saw an MLW, Alicia too became a heel, low-blowing Max Hammerstone. Uh, so that was interesting. So to me, I mean, wrestling is just growing. It's a great time to be a fan. And yeah, go for it, Lyle. I'm going to call people out. I think if now everyone has the right to, but I think if people are more excited about Heath Lee than Jay White, um, I think they're showing a little bit of bias and showing off that they might not watch New Japan. I think there is absolutely no way you can watch both and like Heath Lee more. Jay White is just, he's, he's amazing. He I is think just want to see the star. I want to see White be there for a while like um, the uh, Good Brothers were. That's what I want to see and I think it will happen. Um, he doesn't want to go back to Japan right now with uh, COVID and everything. I think he will leave eventually and come to AEW. They could just buy out his contract uh, like they did with Thunder Rosa. I don't think they will, but they could. No, he's too big um, in Japan to leave. I don't think, I don't he, think he, he wants that anyway. But if it's a couple of years and you know you aren't going over there, you know what's the point? I don't see how people can like Keith Lee more than Joey. Like, like I said, everyone has their right to their opinion. I can't see it. Um... Mm-hmm. I quick think super, Lee, quick, quick I, score, I, Super Bowl opinion. Quick score. 31-21 Rams. I'm going to say I want the Bengals to win so badly. I really do. And I think they have a shot. I want them to, too. I, I just – I think the – You know what? And you know, and the thing is, at the same time, we thought they didn't have a shot against the Chiefs. They went into Kansas City down 21-3 to and beat the Chiefs. As impressive as it gets. Yeah. I'm going to go Cincinnati – and I'm going to go Joe Cool, 31-28. McPherson oh. hits the game-winning field goal. Right before the field goal, he's going to tell Joe Burrow, just like he did in the division round, hey, we're going to the AFC Championship game. He's going to tell him, we're about to be Super Bowl champions. And he's going to kick the field goal. And that's how they win the game. And Joe Burrow is Joe Cool still. It's celebrating in Los Angeles like a madman, like a bat out of hell. I thought you for a second that you were going to repeat my same score. 
Nope. <laughs> Angles. I love it. I think Stafford's actually going to make a mistake at the end of the game. That's going to cost them. And that's why I think the Bengals are going to win. Ooh. They are turnover defensive machine right now. They have nine turnovers in three games, the Bengals. Once a lion, always a lion. The Bengals in their last three playoff games, nine turnovers from the defense. Nine. That's really good. It's a lot. That That's how they beat the Chiefs. They intercepted Mahomes. So, yeah, you know, good. and I think they'll figure out a way to handle the defensive line. They did. I think Burrow will figure it out quickly, adjustments, everything like that. But that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every single Friday night, enjoy SmackDown tonight. Enjoy Rampage tonight. Enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday. We'll talk to you next Friday right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and BodySlam.net. Don't forget to download the WWSRN app. Type in WWSRN on an iPhone in the Apple Store and Android Google Play Store. Type in Worldwide Sports, WorldWideSportsRadio.com and BodySlam.net. So for myself, for Speedy Petey, for Alex Lowe's, for Lyle Gillen, I'm Josh Silberg. Good night. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the wrestling too. Kenny Omega, what do you have to say? I must beat you, a Jew. So stay with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Thank you for listening to Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.